How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. And welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm Emily Rose. I'm here with Hannah Newman. And I just have to ask Hannah, how have we not done this earlier? Honestly. I mean, I can't believe it. It doesn't even feel like this is our first time speaking face to face, honestly. No, no. But also because we started following each other and then ended up just realizing that our lives align in all these weirdly specific ways and we like poured our hearts out to each other in the dms i know the amount of times that i have dm'd you like hey i don't know if this is really weird because we like don't actually know each other but like call me facetime me like whatever you need (laughs) i feel like i really am that person though i mean i i'm sure there are some flaky people out there that are like oh like call me or like if you know if you need something blah 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 and i'm like no like if someone calls me i will i mean it so I maybe I feel like I might creep people out. <laughs> uh no, are you kidding? I don't know what your chart's like, but I'm a Scorpio. Like that's my whole thing. I'm like, say what I mean. And when I put it out there, I'm like, yes, like I will be there for you. That means three in the morning, whatever. You know, I, I really mean what I say. And and at one point you were like, hey, if you ever just need to like, you know, get away and you need a couch to crash on, like I'm out in Denver. I've made a mental note of that. I'm like, okay. If if ever I'm like at a point of Menti B on Google flights late at night, I'm like, maybe I right. just need a getaway. I'm like, I will take you up on that. Oh, it's so true. I know <laughs> before we started recording, we were talking about um, even possibly getting married. So yeah. 
Yeah, quite literally just zero to 100 <laughs> first meeting right off the I bat. Know. Well, I feel I feel bad complaining about this sort of thing um, with the listeners because it's just it feels like um, what do they call it like it's like champagne problems to be like, oh, is it Canadian content creator? Mm-hmm. But it just something that is I can't help but think about that there's a lot of money that gets missed out on from just like we don't have we don't get paid on TikTok. U.S. creators do. But one of those opportunities that passed me by actually worked out very well for you, which I'm like glad that I could pass it along. Should we tell this story? Yeah. Not the whole story. <laughs> well, we won't we won't break the NDA, but yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> we yeah. Can We're give gonna... the, the little synopsis. Yeah, the lawsuit-free version. But basically, yeah, I got this email about auditioning for a reality show, pop culture trivia competition show. And going back and forth. Things were great. And then it was like, we're kind of getting further into it. And I was like, by the way, I'm in Canada. She's like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'll see what I can do more back and forth and just couldn't work out. So I was like, okay, I want to see if any of my internet friends can take this and run with it. So I just put it out there. And then lo and behold, you're going to be on TV soon. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's, I think like half the season is over at this point. So it's been it's been airing, which is super crazy. Oh my god! So sorry. No, do this not like apologize. A- do not listen. Okay, okay. I'm gonna look up where I can stream this in Canada because we don't have Fox. Okay, so it's Hulu. Half- it's on Hulu. Yeah, we don't have Hulu. What? Yeah, I know. Sometimes after a show is aired, then we can download it. We have to get another thing, or sometimes it's just straight up not available. So forgive me, not maybe not being on the pulse oh, for that reason. I- my God. Okay. See, so when we were talking about committing um, some government fraud here with a little bit of a ninety day fiance, well, mm-hmm. now we have to because I didn't know you guys don't even have Hulu. Yeah, and there's no like I've tried to VPN my way around it, and just they have found ways to shut that down. So, oh my god! But that's okay. We've got. I because now I just feel like I'm like guys. It's so hard being Canadian. You literally have no idea. It's like it's fine. But there just are certain things that are little inconveniences. But this is one of them. That feels like a big inconvenience to me. I I feel like you feel like you're pulling a Michaela. Is it Naguera? Try being an influencer. Was- Try it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You wouldn't last a day. Try it's five nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I- <laughs> my, my co-host Sammy calls it Michaela mode when I start like complaining about these things. I'm like, listen, okay? Look, sometimes things annoy me. <laughs> so yeah, I I do try not to go into Michaela mode, but I am also annoyed. No, I'm all for it. I love chaos. I love authenticity. I'm like, if you're going to do it, say it with your whole chest. Michaela yeah. mode forever. Oh, inside <laughs> Michaela moments all day, all day long. I'm just trying to be related on the surface here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, when we do get married and you do come to crash on my couch, you can adopt an accent, as she also apparently allegedly yeah. did. <laughs> you can be whoever you want to be. And start a new life. Yeah. Even if there's video evidence of you having a whole different accent and identity, you can just be whoever you want. Oh my god. I don't want to sidetrack us too far off of the actual topic, but oh, this is apparently a thing and it's been haunting me. 
Um, who was it? It was, it, uh, oh, it was the El King stuff that just came up recently. Yes. Yes. Everyone's being like, I, like I've seen some comments that were like, you know, the country accents crazy. Cause she just recently switched to country music, like barely a little bit ago. And then of course we know that Taylor Swift from Pennsylvania oh, kind of yeah. randomly whipped that one out. <laughs> and funny enough, I have a friend from high school that is now huge in the country scene, like actually pretty famous and getting more and more popular by the day. I'm like, where did the accent come from? He's like singing about being like a cowboy in Wyoming. And I'm like, sir, for all like, because I think he was the year above me. So I'm like, all three years of high school that we've known each other, not once (laughs) did you speak like that. It's, it's, people do this and it's a little crazy to me but I'm like you know what if you have the confidence to look your hometown in the eye but whip out a random southern accent and monetize it I guess more power to you like please go off honestly I kind of love a fake accent it's so entertaining like Dorit's little kind of British ish accent on Beverly Hills and like yeah, Elle King, for anyone who like didn't see, she was wasted at this Dolly Parton tribute. But, <laughs> but I think it just, people were like, okay, first of all, you're wasted. But then it started to dig up other stuff. People were like, wait, is your whole identity fake? She's like, I'm here talking about Dolly Parton. Everyone's like, you are from, wait, where is she from? Like New York or something? Yeah. I don't, I only really know the scandals behind Rob Schneider, who's of course her father. Yeah. And oh my God, she's from LA. She's, she's from LA. <laughs> And mainly she's raised like, in Ohio by her mom. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, it's Dolly's birthday and I don't know how to sing her songs. So I guess I'll try to sing one of mine. That's but crazy. I admire people <laughs> who have the audacity to do things like that in public, even though people can easily drudge up. Like, I would be so nervous about people are going to find proof that this is not real. But no, she's no, unbothered. I think even, I mean, uh, Eladia Baldwin. People came out with all the proof and she still was like, no. (laughs) I think she's both of our favorites. She's my favorite. I love anytime somebody gets mad at me for calling her Ilaria. I'm like, I'm never going to call her Hillary. She's, she's Ilaria to me. Yeah. She's, she's she's having her, her. She's Ilaria the first because she had a baby that she also named Ilaria, but that she dropped the H. Her newest baby. Oh my God. Because baby number seven is Eladia Jr. Yeah, I will not Jr. because I think it's literally it's spelled I I L I R I A like Eladia. So it's like it is basically Ilaria Jr. Oh my god, she's unhinged, and I actually love it. I know worked out for her. She bagged Alec Baldwin, man. So, yep, she sure did. She did that. She, she, no one can take that away from her. Uh, <laughs> and she's committed. She locked she's, him down with seven kids. She sure has. And she has double, triple, quadruple down on some easily disprovable facts. So <laughs> I do. I think of Taylor Swift all the time, too, because I'm like, I mean, I know she left high school pretty early on to be homeschooled and pursue music and everything, but there is no way that those kids weren't just bullying her to filth over being like at the country music awards and then coming to school like hey guys it's me taylor i know i wonder when she re-records 
her first album. That's the one where she has the strongest accent. But her first one's like, I'm Taylor Swift. I'm like, what are you going to do for the re-record? Are you going (laughs) to go back to the accent? Or I feel like she's putting it off (laughs) for that reason. I think I could see her avoiding it entirely and just not doing it. Because I don't, I don't, I feel like that's not a lot of people's faves. You know, it doesn't hit the same when you're like, when you sing Tim McGraw versus like Tam McGraw. Yeah. In other words, the song, honestly, but it just doesn't hit the same. (laughs) No, I know. And also she wants to end on like a Taylor's Taylor's version, you know, powerful moment. But, but okay, let's get into the topic of today because there's so much to cover. So dear listener, normally we cover one episode and we try to pick the most, one of the most iconic episodes of a show with this show. That's impossible. It is. It, this is going to be just a look at some of the wildest moments from one of the wildest shows that has ever aired, America's Next Top Model. It ran for 24 seasons, 315 episodes from 2003 to 2018. The, actually, so it debuted May 20th, 2003, and this has probably the best top Billboard hits of the week roundup that I think I've I've ever seen for a show. And we've seen a lot of hits, but listen to this. So we have number five, Miss You by Aaliyah. And I, I do miss Aaliyah. Like she, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, she she imprinted on me at, at a young age. Um, number four, <laughs> <laughs> number four, she was the first celebrity death that I remember like reading the newspaper and being sad about. Uh, so oh my God, yeah. And was, I always like I the, what is it? Queen of the Damned, her yeah. last movie. Yeah. That did just, something to adolescent me. Yeah. I think I was like 11. And I just didn't realize celebrities could die at the time. So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, really though? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I thought wait, they were so just, she's just gone now? Yeah. I thought they were just superheroes. Um, okay. So number four, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence. Number three, I Know What You Want by Busta Rhymes and Mariah Carey. Then we got 21 Questions by 50 Cent. And number one, Get Busy by Sean Paul. Amazing. Oh my God. I need to make a wow. playlist of all these top five uh, billboard you roundups. should mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't really get better than that one but no this is really uh great informative but speaking of formative this show i also usually ask what the show meant to you or like were you a viewer but for me i think hard to put into words what this show has done to me both good and bad yeah yeah i guess when i personally think of the show i because i was thinking about this while I was kind of doing some research on it, refreshing the the seasons and the moments for myself. And I was like, this show had, because well, it was, let's see, it's, it started in 2003, right? So I was in third grade. I remember having my mom buy calcium Tums because I wanted to be tall. I wanted to, <laughs> and I, I think I ended up at like five, five, but I was convinced that if I like ate a ton of calcium, if I like hung from poles, right. To like stretch out my spine and back muscles, I was like, I can get to at least five, nine. I can get to Tyra's ideal. One day I can be on the show. I can be, because when I was little, I was obsessed with, um, anytime I'd open a magazine, it was always the ads at the beginning of the magazine that I loved, Mm -hmm. the like really beautiful high fashion ads. And so I, you know, I don't know. I just think little me, I honestly, I should probably bring this up in therapy if I'm being realistic. The the more that I stop to think about it, I'm like, ooh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Didi, my therapist, we might need to have a chat. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> you know, you know the number. <laughs> If you're listening to this, rate rate five stars <laughs> while you're at it, DD. Okay, thanks. Um, I I hope my therapist doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> just my not this episode specifically, just generally my podcast. Just I'm in like, general, that's yeah. You get that's enough. So fair. You get quite enough of me. But <laughs> we we were talking about like how how to take this out. Pull out some of our most scandalous moments which I've organized by cycle but then I realized at the end I'm like oh my god I don't even have makeovers on here I just I have to before we get into some specifics just a general thought on the makeovers and this always makes me think of a tweet that said if Tyra had one more season she fully she could have fully started the Stanford prison experiment on these girls (laughs) (laughs) basically what it was it was so humiliating starting with the makeovers it's just rewatching all those clips over the past week the the trauma like you can see the ptsd forming in their eyes in real time it's horrible it's and also what is the point of it because as i'm as i was like watching more and more girls get the buzz cuts and the pixie cuts i'm kind of like how many actual high fashion models had short hair though i think it really was more of like a torture tactic because if you're really actually looking at ads none of them are really rocking short hair i would think it would really limit your prospects actually yeah i think like in the 90s and 2000s i think it was really common for black models to have short hair but that was because there weren't people on set who knew how to do their hair so it was more out of a an exclusion type of thing that they were pressured to have their hair that way but like yeah in general i think the pixie cut i think it was just purely for trolling yeah also they were like we'll do you know this will be a fun little segment but they're ha- they had to have known they were trolling like all right the, and well all the bad weaves <laughs> oh my god i uh the one that really i remember stuck with me from watching it in real time was Brittany. So she's a white woman. Obviously her hair is not built for that. Not only is it the heaviest, thickest, and most atrocious weave I've ever seen in my entire life, but it's like ripping out her real hair. It's And it's like got like mold oh, and like bumps yep. underneath it. And she's sobbing and crying and saying, my head hurts and this and that. And Tyra's like, suck it up, suck it up. And then they take it out anyway. It was so bad. Like, there's some bad weaves. This was one of the worst. It it looks like electrocuted, like scarecrow hair. Yeah, it's horrible. Her hair was and fine then the, before, it was perfectly fine. There was another woman too, where she sat in that chair for eight hours getting a weave put in, in tears because her hair. I think she might have had a pixie, so it was yeah. really like the the braids were really tight, being that her hair was so short. Um, and literally they finish it. Jay walks over and goes, yeah, so we hate it. This actually looks terrible. So we're going to take it all out right now. And she's like holding back pretty much just being a puddle on the floor. She, she shuts down entirely. I mean, disassociative queen. They sit there for another eight hours and take it out. That's just torture. I know. And I was looking at that makeover and I realized that this poor girl, her name is a Jael Strauss and this was cycle eight. I realized that she actually went through a lot on this show. So first she had the eight hour painful 
weave installment that they then just took out and then redid a new haircut or new hairstyle. Then later on in the season, they were at this event and I guess 50 Cent was there and she was kind of acting a little crazy, but 50 Cent fully pushed her into the pool at this crowded party to be like, yes, basically like, calm I down. I remember that. Yeah. And then she like, she like laughed it off and it's like, what else are you going to do? Cause that's so humiliating. But then it's not over. Like she, then <laughs> this is classic. She was told that she would be modeling in a death themed photo shoot a week after learning that one of her best friends had passed away from an overdose. And they yep. then put her in the bottom because they were like, oh, you're not giving like you're not. <laughs> she was criticized for quote, allowing her emotions to overwhelm her to the point where they couldn't get a good shot. <laughs> that So I wrote that down as one of my big points, too, because not only did the producers do that to her, they also did it to another girl whose friend died like the day before they were supposed to yeah. get in those graves and shoot the Seven Deadly Sins photo shoot. They did. And she did not have to be what 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 even sin was she she was wrath or uh-huh. yeah why did she need to be lowered into an open grave having been on a show and obviously it was a it was a game show it was more like reality tv less reality tv than like peak 2003 reality tv but those producers spend so much time with you they listen in on your conversations there is no way that they did not i mean they know all the drama right like on off stage, whatever, when you're filming, when you're not filming, there's no way that those producers didn't know both of those girls had gone through that. And it just feels a little like genuinely purposeful that those photo shoots, like, like to create the drama and once again, torture, torture them basically. Absolutely. Did you find with your filming process, like getting comfortable with the producers and kind of Were you saying anything that you caught yourself after being like, oh, I shouldn't have said that? Yeah. So you do, you end up, uh, listen, I fully understand now why people on Love is Blind are like, this is like my soulmate and it's been like three days because you start to go like a little bit crazy. Um, Just you're filming long hours, like people, your like mental health takes a toll. Sometimes your physical health, like maybe you're not paying attention to what you're eating. You're not sleeping. You just, you're like kind of going through it and you start to go a little nuts. So everything's like more intense. Um, everything's more fast paced, I suppose. But because I worked in New York with a lot of sales people, my trust and my my kind of like bullshit radar is pretty high your defenses were up you're like spidey senses exactly but you know i'm watching people where they maybe didn't work in the entertainment industry like i did or have for a while and i did watch them let their guard down and kind of think that the producers were and the producers are our friends fully they do have your best interests in mind sometimes Mm -hmm. but they're also hired to do a job so you know For me, I definitely tried to keep it professional, but like there was a 19-year-old girl on our uh, set as one of the contestants who maybe doesn't always have the Mm -hmm. wherewithal yet to be super um, uh, guarded, I guess. Smart. Like having your wits about you. Your brain's not even fully developed. Yeah. And they're not even on your show. They're not even criticizing like 
your body and your how attractive you are <laughs> having exactly. a panel making comments about that week after week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, actually I'm remembering now that's how I first discovered you. Um you were talking about Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. It was Bon Appetit. You were talking about uh-huh. your crazy time working there and you face like discrimination and all kinds of wild unhinged things over over at Bon Appetit yeah. headquarters. So you uh, yep, and you've been like behind the curtain on a lot of these a lot of these things, a lot of these industry things now. Yeah, yep, and uh uh they're actually unionizing right now. Condé Nast oh. had huge walkouts. They oh, all they're okay. protesting. Even Anne Hathaway walked out of her Vanity Fair photo shoot. So I saw that. Clearly it's still going years later and good for them. But um yeah, you it, it is easy. I mean, I feel like when you watch reality TV, you're as the viewer, you're always kind of like, why would you say that? Like, you know you're on camera, you know the mic's on, like, why would you why wouldn't you be a little more guarded? And even as guarded as I was, it's hard. Like with our mics on, sometimes I would say some stuff that I knew that the producers could hear, or I knew that, you know, um, yeah. Uh, if you Fox if you execs flatter, could hear, if you flatter me enough, like you can probably get anything out of me. <laughs> yeah, I did learn real quick that if I am ever in a situation where I get put into a confessional, I will be the villain of the season. I oh. think that it's just too, <laughs> it's too easy to just uh, you, you got it. You need to get it out. You know, I don't know. I. That's true, actually. If I didn't, it gets have my, intense. If, if I didn't have my group chats to like talk shit and get it out of my system. Well, that's yeah. the thing too is they take your phone. They take yeah. they all access to the outside world. So, like when I say you start going crazy, you start going nuts. You're gonna you're gonna forget about the mics and you're gonna you're gonna absolutely like let loose a little oh. bit. Oh yeah! If you take my phone away for even two seconds, it's like a baby that you take their little blank favorite blanket away. Like I just start to <laughs> melt down. So yeah, th- I that would yeah. definitely be something I could see happening. Um, yeah. Okay, so going back to Antm, so I rank things by cycle, but cycle four was the first one that stood out because I would deem it the most scandalous season because it had truly the most shocking moment so it had it had Kaylin that we mentioned who was who just had her friend die and then had to do this photo shoot in a coffin while they're also like yelling at her to you know give more and like you're not doing enough and this was also very famously the season where they made them switch races for a got milk campaign which is very yes very very mid-2000s right and you know what I just learned that Jay Manuel, who of course was the creative director, didn't want to do that shoot. That wasn't his idea. And that was one of the falling out points of him and Tyra was that he basically was like, people are going to think because they they had like a really bad falling out. And he was like, people are going to think this is my idea. I'm mixed race. I mean, I think his parents grew up in South Africa during apartheid. Like he has a really sordid history with people telling him he's not black enough. He's not white enough. He's, he looks Spanish, but he's not and this and that. And to be faced with now having to swap these models race, knowing it was distasteful and they kind of were like, you're going to do it anyway. But I mean, I, there was like legal threats. I don't know if you've looked into the, to the like beef between them. No, I've seen him speak out in recent years about her, but I just thought that's because the show has been kind of resurrected, but then people are 
bringing up the, the scandalous things that were overlooked at the time, but I didn't know that they had legal trouble. I'm not surprised at all. Who was suing who? So that's the pretty much the the straw that started to break the camel's back for him, where he was like, I don't really want to be involved in this show anymore. I want to go on and do other things. So he quit um, and they she she like stopped talking to him at that point. I guess they used to they were friends, obviously. They used to talk every day. Um, when he decided to not renew for the following season after this one, she kind of got really cold with him. He thought that was really odd. But then they asked him to come back in a different season. And he kind of said, you know, I don't really want to. And they said, well, you're going to be putting us in a really tough spot then because we can't get anybody else. We really need you to. And they sent him a contract or they sent stuff over to his lawyers that basically said, if you don't do this, you're never going to work with this network or these people. Like, we're going to blacklist you. You'll never work in this town again. Right. And so he's like, okay, so this is like literal threats now. I think he ends up signing up for a couple more seasons, but the contract wanted him for like five at a time. Tyra leaked something to the press that said that he had been fired instead of him quitting. But the contract basically held him from being able to say the truth. So he's like, now my friend is doing like real dirty shit, like leaking stuff. He said that like work environment, she wouldn't speak to him unless the cameras were on. So if you can picture, you know, your colleagues are like two or three other people and you're essentially getting bullied the entire time you're filming. I just, I I think I'm, she, I'm, I'm not surprised from like the person who, really build themselves as this high fashion supermodel when in all reality, she did a couple of fashion week runways and then was a Victoria's secret model, which is fine, but that's a different, that's not high fashion modeling. Yeah. It's not Naomi. No, which I know when, when I was like doing my research for this episode, I was like, should I even get into the the Tyra Banks show? But I'm like, no, that's its whole own microcosm because when she confronted Naomi Campbell on her show that is that's one of my Roman empires like it was one of the most like riveting uncomfortable fascinating (laughs) episodes I've ever seen yeah and I even think well I know that I saw that in one of the (laughs) things that she did for the America's Next Top Model uh, challenges Naomi had just fallen in a really specific pair of like crazy high shoes. And so she had all the models walk in them. And one of them got fully injured and was on crutches for like a couple weeks following that. They were all falling all over the place. None of them could walk in those shoes. I remember those shoes. It was also so unnecessary. Yeah. They had already done their shoot. And then it was like, okay, one more little bonus thing, like walk towards us on this runway. And none of them could do it. Yeah. yeah. In her mind, they really were equals and rivals and Naomi got ahead but it's like (laughs) Tyra like Naomi's still this week like I saw her walking in a high fashion or she was maybe front row but she's still out there doing fashion oh yeah all the time yeah um it's a little bit of a be fucking for real yeah for me (laughs) check your lipstick before you come for me Oh, I don't know. Maybe I have to co- I have to cover the tire show someday. If anything's more unhinged than this show, America's Next Top Model, it was her talk show. God. The but, kiss my fat black ass. That was like yeah. one of the first viral moments in history. Yeah. She did like, I remember she did a, a 
I think a gynecological exam on herself, like on the show. (laughs) And pretended to have rabies. Like she went there. Wendy Williams has nothing on the Tyra show. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Kids don't even know. Okay, so back back to cycle four. So we we're coming off of this shocking switching race over of a got mill campaign of all things. Like what? <laughs> what what and why? What is and, that? And then there was a so then the next scandal was just the general treatment of one of the contestants, Kenya Hill. And this one was the one that affected me personally the most because Kenya on the show probably gained, I don't know, five pounds and they freaked out. Maybe, maybe 10. I don't know. It doesn't even, it was a negligible amount. She was still petite. And mind you, like this show, they, Tyra was always going on about how we're going to change the industry with this show. And the way that they put her through the ringer. So on that dead, seven deadly sins shoot, which which sin did they assign her? Gluttony. So she was covered in like chocolate and candy and, and had to be photographed stuffing her face with this, um, representing gluttony. Then they did a nature photo shoot where they all had to like use objects from nature to dress themselves with her. They only gave her sticks. Like, so she couldn't really cover herself up. And then, and then they went to Africa. They like went, cause they would always do this, some cool trip. They went to Africa. I forget where exactly. Sorry. But each girl was assigned an animal that they were dressed as, and they made her be an elephant. And they, and the other girls were like gazelles and things. She was an elephant. And they went on. They were like, we had to work so much in post-production to like Photoshop your belly out. And they showed the book. They kept going back between the before and after. And then they they um, they um kicked her off the show that episode. And, yeah. and Tyra was like, you know, we want to change things. But until things change, like, I'm sorry. Like, you just don't fit what a model should be. Oh, and even actually to add insult to injury, I have to add leading up to that episode because Tyra did a little like coming up on this episode. Her voiceover was Kenya was confident and hungry for success. Well, Kenya's (gasps) appetite for victory convinced the judges that she can look the part of a top model. (laughs) Oh my God. This girl is probably a size two, maybe. Oh my! I do remember her saying something like, "Nobody is gonna Photoshop your photos to the like amount that we had mm-hmm. to. No, but mm-hmm. nobody in the industry is gonna do that for you." Yeah, I think I just I was probably I don't know thirteen or fourteen. It was just a really tender age, and this was just seared. And I and I would at the time was available on YouTube. That's where I would watch it. As <laughs> Canadians, yeah. we've had to have our we've had to have our crafty ways <laughs> to watch things from the beginning. <laughs> And I would watch it. And I was like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing and like looking like? Uh, so, yeah, there was a lot of I I mean, like just people who once they started including plus size models in the later cycles, you'd look at these girls. And of course, Tyra would always say something along the lines of like, you need to work harder because you're plus size. And like, how does it feel being the only plus size model here? And you're looking at her and you're like, OK, so she's a size four. 
and the other girls are a size two. Like she looks normal. She looks it's yeah. it's very reminiscent of the the Jessica Simpson that photo that yeah. everybody oh, yeah. was like she's huge and you look at her now and you're like mm, why yeah. did just, I no <laughs> let's just say all the plus size models could still fit in anything sold at Aritzia which like some yeah. of us me included can't R- say the Brandy. same you know, like, <laughs> the the Brandy Melville like yeah. they're fine yeah they can get through the door they right. can get through the- <laughs> I don't the know the testing real. slice. I saw somewhere that they they said some store had a really small door to get through. I don't know if that's to real test or not. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, but their I, plus size models were fitting into Brandy Melville, no problem if it existed at the time. Fully, I and you know what the the one body comments that really really stuck with me was from Cycle One. It was Adrian. They were all at dinner yes. and she went outside for a cigarette and one of the girls kind of started a fun little rumor because Tyra was at dinner with them and was mm-hmm. like, yeah, she leaves right after we eat every single time we eat. So when they when she comes back in, Tyra's basically like, so bulimia? And she's like, no, I was just having a cigarette. And kind of like throw, like the way that they throw her business out there or like if it was bulimia or just like the discussion on eating disorders in general is really it's not like beneficial or healthy or kind in any way at all because even after those discussions they still had a moment later on because she ended up winning the season but they had a moment i think it was one of the last episodes where they were like "Ooh, yeah like they were like measuring her and they're like yeah you're not really going to be able to like work in paris for example like you know you need to or entire yeah. was reading her notes they're like your one note is you need to work on your body <laughs> Okay, so when they were at dinner, it was eating disorders are very serious. Like, I don't want any of my models to have an eating disorder. We want you to be healthy. And then just a bit later, it's like, mm, but mm-hmm. you're not thin enough, though. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. I have not been able to find this anywhere on the internet, but it's right 
seared into my brain. The, in the earliest seasons, Miss J would come in. He had this big oversized shirt that said, don't feed the models. And he would come and do like weigh-ins and like <laughs> weigh them and measure them in front of each other. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's somewhere in the deep archives. I need I, to You just unlocked it. like a, like a, something I had clearly repressed or like filed away. I feel like that's what this whole episode is. Brain. I know. It's, it's like repressing deep trauma that we all had from watching the show. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of Miss J, I, when, when I was doing research, saw an episode, it was Anne Ward in cycle 15. She was 6'2 and under 100 pounds. And when she walks into the room, the whole panel is just in awe. Miss J gets up and puts both hands around her waist. And Tyra's like complimenting her. They go on this whole thing, basically like hyping her up for being that thin. And then she goes on to win. So it's like clearly rewarded behavior and I, it was like a late enough cycle to where the body positivity talk from Tyra and like changing yeah. the industry had started already. And what's so hypocritical about it too is that Tyra's whole thing was she was going to be this high fashion model and then she became basically not a teenager. Like she became, you know, tw- turned 22 or started to get into her not even mid 20s and started to gain weight as people's bodies change. And she couldn't qualify anymore. And so she was like, my mom and I sat down and we were like, okay, we're going to change everything. You're going to be a lingerie model. And like, you're going to do different, different stuff. Like we're going to, we're going to still like work with this. You don't need to change yourself or anything. Yeah. And that is so funny that you bring up her age. Cause one of the quotes that I wrote down that she said was something along the lines of like, you're 28 in this industry. You're ancient, you're geriatric. And so just like the fact that like, of course, the show is going to be a broken model and system because the modeling world in general is obviously very white centric, white beauty standards, the 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 body standards in general. But I mean, like the ageism of it and, and yeah. the fact that it has to do with as you get yeah. older, you do develop into a person that looks like a woman. With yeah. curves and boobs, yeah, basically every ism, every <laughs> yeah, all the isms, yeah, even ableism actually, which is later on in my notes, but I'll bring it, I'll, I'll get into yeah. it now. <laughs> like true, I was like, did they? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, they in, did. Yeah, in cycle twenty two, <laughs> they went there. They had, <laughs> they're like covering their bases, like. They had a checklist. Yeah, they had the they had a deaf contestant who went on to become the winner, Niall Demarco, who had he relied on a translator and writing on his phone to communicate with the judges um, and his fellow contestants throughout the competition. But then they did a photo shoot in pitch darkness where they wouldn't let him have his translator with him, and he had. They made no accommodations. He said that he had no idea when the photo was being taken because he couldn't hear the director calling out when to pose. Then they were using a flashlight to signal when to pose, but it it just didn't work. And he said that he didn't know, like he was confused by the order and the flash of the camera with the flashlight. And 
just was really lost like in the dark and in the end like the director had to bang on the platform he was standing on to alert him of the pose but he was disoriented and then they put him in the bottom two that episode Uh, every time that they do something horrendous to somebody and then eliminate like the the amount of poor girls that got literal buzz cuts and then went home because they cried (laughs) for getting a buzz cut that's a little different from ableism but there's definitely a theme of people's worst moments not just on the show but maybe in their whole lives they get you know eliminated immediately after yes cruel and unusual punishment i know well he ended up winning the season but the fact that he was in the bottom two that week when you're just blinding this deaf man like shining a flashlight in his face and then being like and then be like pose like (laughs) like not allowing him to have any any of his normal like devices and things that he would use like it's my unknown area with people you don't know like your trust is in strangers i know and that was cycle 22 that was later on in yeah it it was in 2003 so yeah they they were doing it for shock value and it was shocking going back to cycle five um there was a contestant kim stoltz i'm 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 interested if you can speak to this but the producers would prime them to really tell their story and Specifically, often their their trauma with with casting, which they would then use um, and bring up. But they're they're not just told to model; they're told to re- really like loudly exclaim who they are. So him said that um, she's gay and really proud of it. And Tyra said that, like <laughs> Tyra said, I think there's a certain thing of being proud. She said like I'm black and proud. You know what I mean? But I'm not walking down the red carpet saying I'm black. I'm black. I. Yeah, I so when you said, said when, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's not funny. It's just no, no. It's like We're when you, <laughs> it's horrifying when you really lay everything out and like timeline it. It just is actually crazy. It's actually insane. I can't believe that. I mean, while we're seeing shows like Love Is Blind literally unionizing mm-hmm. because of stuff like this that they have also gone through. Um, I'm sure if this was still on the air, they'd be at that point too. But um, yeah, I I wrote down some similar things that I had in my notes to that exact instance because Tyra's hypocrisy is maybe one of the biggest things for me where I was like, what is happening? Like, what is she just nuts? Um, There in a later season is a gay man who... A straight man, it was when men were competing alongside the women. The straight man makes a comment, something like, oh, I'm going to lose to a man in heels. So the gay man wears heels to the next judging. Tyra asks him about it. He kind of says, well, you know, the whole story of like, it's hard for me to be authentically me and gay and out and proud. And another person in the house is kind of um, bullying me over it. Basically, there's like some homophobia here. Tyra pushes him to confront the perk because at first he's speaking very vaguely, pushes him to confront him. They talk about it and Tyra decides that that's a great moment to defend the gay man. But I guess the gay woman don't talk about being gay. That's that's too much. Um, Another time, speaking of Tyra saying that she doesn't uh, run around 
talking about how black she is all the time. There was one contestant who is this Yaya? they had the it's Yaya. When when they go, they have to dress themselves as their ethnicity. Yes. And they're like, why didn't you pick the African hat? And she's basically like, that's stereotypical. It's wrong. It's, you know, like speaking out for herself, her people, her culture. Um, and uh, the guest judge who doesn't know this woman at all. This is the only episode the judge has been on says something like, um, you seem like you're always trying to prove your Africanness and it's overbearing. And I feel like she might've been, did she get put in the bottom for that? I think she did because in, I remember that interaction and it, they kept pressing her. They were like, why, why didn't she pick the African hat? And she was like, well, to be honest, like that, First of all, it's, it was a bit stereotypical. She ended up picking a cowboy hat. And she was also like, the, it's really cheaply made. Not, you know, if I am going to represent my culture, like, which who even know? They were just saying like the, the African props, like they weren't specifying that it was her specific culture. She was just like the token one from Africa. Um, it's very like mean girls kind of <laughs> energy yeah. where they're like, they're like, if you're from Africa, but the, but then they were like, you're really giving us an attitude. But it's like they they kept asking her, like, why, why not? And why this? And this is your brand. And she's like, well, I don't know. I just wanted to wear the cowboy hat. You asked, they asked them to just accessorize an outfit. Right. That was it. Right. It wasn't like that represent like, yourself. Right. That it, it seems to be a huge theme, actually, that they tell them they need to speak up for themselves. But then when they actually do it, they get punished. So there was a contestant who got literal hypothermia from being in the cold pool that she needed to be like, I think, taken to the hospital. Um, and Jay is standing there going, she needed to tell us when, like what her limit was. You need to, you need to tell us your boundaries and when you've gone too much. But meanwhile, when there was a racist male model that one of the contestants was paired up with and they had to share a kiss. And he's being very vocal to her that he, quote unquote, doesn't like black women. She brought that to their attention and they did not care. They forced them to go to dinner and have her confront him later. I get it. it like th there was even I believe it was a different model who had a male model like moaning in her ear. And mm -hmm. so she stops the photo shoot and basically is like, this is sexual harassment. And they're like, you need to just like they blame her basically. And I, oh, I believe yeah. she might have even gone home for that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anytime they spoke you, up, they'd be like, how are you, how do you think you're going to work as a model? Like you have to tolerate all different kinds of things. You have to roll with the punches. And yeah, I think I saw something about a contestant claiming that they didn't pay for her medical bills. She had $8,000 in medical bills. I don't think it was oh. a hypothermia one. Hold on. It was. Oh, okay, no, I don't have it here. But she was, yeah, she said she had to, it was one one of the contestants had to go to the hospital, got an $8,000 bill, and ended up having to pay it herself. Oh, wow. And then they have them walking in those shoes and spraining their ankles. They have them in cold pools. Yeah, they have them upside down in water, like, just. Yeah. Really? And I, I actually, looking at my notes now, uh, when it was Jada that had the racist uh, male model, 
And when she told Tyra about it, Tyra said, kiss him and make him love some black girls. Not like, okay, I, 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 I j- the layers of like, I'm kind of trafficking <laughs> someone like, like, no, you have to kiss this guy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you would think, you think too, like, go ahead. You, I was going to say, do you think that you could ever compete in a show that would involve something like, cause you did like a skill competition show, but one where it involves like that kind of interaction or like dating, you know, where you have to open up more about your life and be like romantic. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I, you know, you're not in control of the edits. So yeah. when you're a lot of, a lot of context is left out. You could definitely look like the bad guy. Um, it's it's weird. Reality TV kind of runs in a different vein of like obviously the contestant you you can basically report sexual harassment on camera and they say, "Well, you just have to suck it up. Like if, don't you want to win? Don't don't you want the like the success and and the money and whatever I what did they get like a a modeling contract something or other. They got a cover girl contract. And- yeah some like i don't know it, it got i feel like it got less good as time went on they're like you get a digital spread yeah. in <laughs> 17 magazine <laughs> it's like oh. right which i mean you can get as like a tiktok influencer now if you're oh yeah oh <laughs> i know every every uh reporting agency they're just trolling tiktok like looking for stories i'm like oh okay guess right. we're making the news now I know every BuzzFeed article that I see that just is basically like a transcript of somebody's TikTok. Like they just type it out. I know. Like, okay. I know. That's really the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. BuzzFeed kind of feels like it's on its death rattle a little bit. It's. Oh, yeah. I I oh, do. Yeah. I do have a comfort in checking it. Like it just it is a very like nostalgic comfort for me. But then it's also kind of it's just very it's like a millennial time capsule of sorts right i know and i'm i'm sure the writers really are like okay i have 80 articles to write today that's like my quota for the day like obviously some are gonna be pretty pretty low effort but yeah i was interviewed by them once to do a quote they didn't end up running it but i i don't know what i said i didn't say like people are making fun of me on the internet but I just said something about like, oh, Gen Z's kind of sassy. She's like, yeah, we know that we get, they think we're really embarrassing. I was like, oh, okay, well, you- <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. <laughs> I hit a nerve. She's yeah. like, they DM me all the time. Yeah, no, she was, she was nice. But she also, I just felt a little like, in general, she was like, I'm just, we're just cash. We're just trying to do our job here. <laughs> yeah oh man <laughs> but plus we're all just let's try to pay the bills at the end of the day but oof so speaking of tyra's hypocrisy in cycle six so danielle evans who ended up being the winner was strongly encouraged to close the gap in her front teeth in fact she was basically told this is going to be part of your makeover and she didn't want to but they still brought her to the dentist and she had to fight for her life basically in the dentist chair. She refused to close it and in the end agreed to 
partially closing the gap. And they kept telling her, like, her, you're you're not going to be marketable. Eight cycles later, a white contestant comes along, Chelsea, who is asked to widen her gap tooth. Oh, my God. And it was like with and the white I... models, it's like quirky. It's like quirky and cute. And with the black models, it's like they'd be like, oh, you're ratchet. And this is like unmarketable. They would say those things directly to their face. Yeah, I can't remember if it was the the white model or if there was even a third model that had a gap. But I vividly remember Tyra being like, the gap makes you unique. Like you really stand out. You're like, I feel like there might have even been another woman where she was like, this is so special. Like never change it. Don't touch it. Like be the authentic you. If people don't want that, you'll find, you'll find the people that are, you know, going to put out some amazing art with you because your face is art and this and that. Okay. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So Yeah, yeah. It's like it's on a one different of these level. It's not like the other. Yeah, yeah. It's one <laughs> it, it's like it's like one thing if you're making a Southern beauty queen like shave her head, you know, she's gonna cry and it's gonna make a, a dramatic TV moment. It's another thing when you're telling like one demographic, like this is like unmarketable, and then the other being like, Oh my god, so different. It's amazing, incredible. Let's widen yeah, the gap. I- Right. And then uh, a couple seasons later, uh, Winnie Harlow, I think the whole thing obviously was like, your skin, your skin, it's why we put you on the show. You're beautiful. Like, we really want you to embrace it. And then when the photographer was essentially doing microaggressions, making comments and calling her panda and cow, and she once again brought it to producers and Tyra's attention and confronted the photographer. Suddenly she was labeled as difficult to work with or putting a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah. And it's like photo shoots are still work environments. Like they might not have HR, but you should be reporting like sexual yeah. harassment and micro and racism yeah, yeah, and yeah. standing up for yourself. Yeah. Which, and it's funny, I was thinking of, I was trying to think of who are the most successful models from this time, because that's the great irony of America's Next Top Model. Like, there's there's not really top models that came from the show, except for a small handful. Winnie Harlow is one of them. I To me, she's the most famous, because I just see her everywhere, but I feel yeah. like she does, she just sort of distances herself from the ANTM name oh big time yeah because she was on she competed under a uh different that's her winnie harlow is her stage name she competed under her real name i think right okay was it Chantel or something yeah yes yeah yeah yeah. so she kind of even like rebranded to get away from (laughs) she changed her identity yeah (laughs) and that's how Um, she gets to do collabs with kim kardashian and she's like basically a household name but, yeah, but it's from. And I, re- I know that Niall Demarco had some success after. Yeah, he, uh, he was in Switched at Birth, actually. Oh, and oh, the one that I always think of th- that was the most successful. Maybe you have her on your list. Uh, she has kind of a cool name. She was in Warm Bodies. She's an actress now. She was also in the one with Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. Annalie Tipton? Yeah. Annalie Tipton. Yeah, she she became a pr- 
pretty fairly successful uh actress yeah i don't think she won it's kind of the classic um you almost don't want to win it's like when you're on the voice you don't actually want to win yes winnie harlow came in fourth and then they eliminated they brought her back for one episode and eliminated her again annalee tipton was like top four maybe but yeah it it was this thing where it was like if you were a winner of America's Next Top Model. It was like a stain on people's legacy. Like they talked about it being this thing that worked worked against them. Yeah, yeah. And I think what ends up happening is you get tied into their contracts versus oh. being able to get a real contract from someone else. So um, I know that that happens on The Voice. That's kind of why you see like runners up always getting the big record deals. Uh, what is really is the- that it? Yeah, Melanie Martinez. Oh, she's she, she came from the came voice. In like, yes, yeah, but she oh. got like third, maybe. And so, what it does is it gives you the exposure to get an actual label or a good contract deal. And then, if you win, you have to go on the voice tour. You spend the next year of your relevancy doing stuff for the voice and the network. No way. So I bet. I wondered because they've done so yeah. many seasons and there's no stars, there's no household names. And who's going to see the voice tour? Exactly. Like, exactly. That's so interesting. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if it was just like, is this does this format just not work anymore? Like, why are there no stars from the voice? Yeah. It seems to be all about the celebrity judges and like the big chairs. <laughs> just about turning right. the chairs around. And now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that um, what the runway, what's the runway show? I'm having, I need like another cup of coffee. I'm having the biggest brain fart. Uh, Heidi Klum, their oh, designer. Project Runway? Project Runway. So it turns out Tim Gunn came out later talking about um, he had this contestant that ended up winning. He really took him. He like Tim Gunn really cares about the people on that show, like very much has them yeah. in mind all and like wants the best for them the contract that they gave him when he won basically said uh we own everything you ever make for the rest of your life we get it was like they got commission and ownership over every design he would ever make in perpetuity and so tim gunn basically was like you cannot sign that and i think they didn't give him his prize money he didn't win because he refused to sign that contract and I think I saw that and I believe Tim Gunn then after realizing that that was the deal negotiated with the network to change it for the following seasons. Yeah. Cause he's and, like, and basically he's said a, he's like the best person. He that's the impression right. I get of him. Like he's, he takes it so seriously to be a mentor. Um, and yeah. to have integrity. Tyra's <laughs> like, what's that? <laughs> he like got his own lawyers involved he said he would leave the show if that's the kind of like terrible deals that they were going to be giving the contestants so i i kind of feel like yeah with a lot of these you don't actually want to win you get screwed over that's funny there that would be interesting to look at all all the shows where you don't want to win like i know shark tank um that they say that the ideal situation is to get on the show and to get positive reviews but then to not get the deal in the end even though they get a shark on their side it it could work out well or not but getting the exposure then without having to give any percentage of your company over is like usually the best case for a lot of these businesses exactly 
Yeah. Yeah. Cause y- you got to think too, that anybody that's putting money into something, they're either going to call it because th- those people have so much money, right? It's mm-hmm. like a hundred thousand dollars is a subway sandwich to them. Mm-hmm. They could basically just say, you know, it's too hard to actually do anything with your product. I'm just going to call it on the money lost. But now they own part of your company. So you go on to try to continue to do it yourself. And it's like, okay, well, they're making money off you if you want to be successful in any way. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily going to be putting like their heart and soul into your business. There's some like big success stories from that have come from Shark Tank. But I think um, some some of the biggest businesses uh, were ones that went on and, and didn't get the deal. Yeah. Ring the doorbell, the ring cam is one of them. That's the number oh, really? one. really? Yeah. They started on Shark Tank and they all passed Holy it up. They're like, they're like, who needs to see who's at your door? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you doesn't your butler so- do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't live in like a completely glass house on a private drive? <laughs> in a gay like, community? Looking over yeah. the Hollywood Hills with yeah, yeah. a security guard that goes around in a golf cart? <laughs> Every yeah. hour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, none of them saw the validity in it, but it, now it's like a multi, multi-billion dollar company. You know you have something good when other companies start to like mimic your product. Like I always yeah. think of Spanx, right? Like mm-hmm. everything, any shapewear, you call it Spanx, which is yeah. really, it's it's her name. That's, that's her invention. That's her made up yeah. word that she called her company. She kind of basically invented it and now everything is considered like like when even if you think of skims it's spanks yeah. right so yeah. I, that's just kind of cool i don't I know just, i was just thinking about that the other day how it's like the most successful sign of a company when it's like it's not a plastic bag it's like a ziploc you know and when it just becomes the generic or like a cleaner yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy inside in, inside of me there's a secret girl boss who's not so secret. Who I'm like, what would I be like on Shark Tank? But I, I would not. I don't. I don't crunch the numbs enough to be <laughs> on that stage. <laughs> I don't know their little pitches get me every time when they're like, "Hi, sharks! Today I'm going to be showing you my prod." And then you know, like a little kid pops out of a box with like confetti yeah. or something. I like I yeah. couldn't do it. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I just that's not in me <laughs> to <laughs> pitch like that. <laughs> oh, see, I could do the cheesy pitch, but then if they asked me for like one single percentage or like a basic, yeah. you know, like divide this in half, they'd be like, "What's half?" I, I'd be like, "I don't couldn't know. T- couldn't tell you. It's on my phone somewhere. I don't know." <laughs> I'll have to ask my accountant. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just an ideas person. Like I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think like this. So for Antium, is there any more big scandals? We've covered a lot here. Um, We got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I do have one though. It's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Do you remember the Shandy breakup phone call? Yes. Is this ringing a bell? When, yes. when she sleeps with the male model and she calls her boyfriend and she's like, I did the worst imaginable thing. Like, I did the worst thing you can think of. And he goes, you had sex? You had sex? He's like, honey, no. Oh my <laughs> A fully God. recorded mental breakdown through the telephone. Oh my God, and also, yes. like, did he... 
contractually like did he sign something that said he was okay being recorded or did they like illegally just laws. kind of do she that? was an earlier <laughs> she was an earlier season i don't know if those laws existed because <laughs> she was like the weird girl from walgreens they were like you're just a cashier from walgreens and she was struggling to find her footing and then really hit her footing and then slept with the male models and yeah and then and then talk about Talk about a fall from grace. She had to go home and they were like, I remember when they eliminated her, they're like, you're not going to be Shandy from Walgreens. Like, you're not going back to Walgreens anymore. And then post-show, she's like, yeah, I'm back at Walgreens. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, oh, I just had like a PTSD moment to the poor girl from uh, uh, Hairspray that is like a hairstylist now. Oh, Nikki Blonsky. Yes, Nikki Blonsky. Yeah, I, I, okay. It's really, it's not right to be like sensationalizing like when someone's having a mental breakdown, but I, I have to say, I have to admit that video where she's in the hotel room, every time I go into I was a hotel just room, gonna say I think exactly. about it or I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Look where they've put us. We have this TV. We have yeah. this. Window that looks at the parking lot. Yeah, she points to the generic art, and she's like, "Look at this!" And like, <laughs> and like every every time I'm gonna meet a shitty hotel room, I'm like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> Look at the view, and it's like a parking lot. <laughs> I would like to believe that that was full shade at whoever, because I think she was at like a hairspray convention. Or she yeah. was doing something for hairspray, and that's like the hotel that they got her. So okay, maybe it was camp. in my mind. In my mind, it was she posted that to kind of be like, "Look how well they're treating me, yeah. you guys." Like, <laughs> they, and when I, they really take care of us. <laughs> I know. I, I I hope actually because it makes me feel better when I'm in a a dingy hotel room to think of that moment. I know. I know. And poor Amanda Bynes. I quote her far too often. May yeah, she get the help and love and light she needs. It's it's out, it's out of love. Like, it is out of love, you know? But... Yeah, Because right? even at, at your lowest, you're still icons. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And maybe you're she's, not at your lowest. Maybe you're just iconic, she's pod- period. She's podcasting Amanda Bynes and her podcast is probably doing better than this one. It definitely is doing better than this one. So, hey, like, she's, yeah. she's Well, you don't there. have, like, a like a dog murdering co-host. Like a, I don't. Didn't he, like, sacrifice yeah. the dog? So, he like, did. maybe that's... It, you, you, you can't get those numbers without, you know, a literal sacrifice, maybe. Yeah. So. I don't have some random tattoo artist that I met at a grocery store on my podcast i did listen to the first episode and i was like oh it's a lot did you that was it was a lot i still live for the (laughs) the days that she tweeted something like i just really want drake to murder my vagina and then okay i thought of that when she then was talking about the podcast and she's like we can't get big artists like drake or post malone probably because you said you want him to murder your vagina but also you're just starting out so i don't know like it's pretty ambitious <laughs> maybe no if maybe, i was drake i'd do it maybe she saw bobby Altoff. 
Yeah. That's what it was. She was like, She's, no, no. <laughs> it's like this random chick is doing it. We're all kind of think we're all like, yeah, how did she get all these big names? That's right. Well, Bobby paid the price for that one though. Drake oh. Drake really put her through it. So I kind of felt like it was offset, her interview with offset that really put the nail in the coffin. Probably. Yeah. And then you know what? Right after that, there was a bunch of people started realizing that if it was a white person, she dropped her bit a little bit and it was like more of an actual interview. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do something definitely happened with Drake's team, though. Oh, yeah. Something weird happened. Like for him to pull a, a toxic gossip train and be like singing his songs in the podcast so they could copyright claim it. Yeah, I don't. That, that, the 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 elite ones are next level. That no, that is crazy. It. That is crazy. And I, but I think even without that, it's really hard to do that type of satire, like to be a Z way or like a chicken shop date, like that. It's so specific, and you have to be like yeah. a brilliant comedian. And yeah, it's yeah. a bit. It, I think. It, it would have been fine if it was like a couple videos, like a little very limited series, but it's different when it's an hour long weekly segment. Right. And I also ha- just learned recently that Bobby was like a mommy influencer before she started doing that. Very recently, but up until her podcast and then switch it over. I think she's kind of like starting to go back to it a little bit because I, I checked yeah. on her TikTok after that. I was like, where is she now? Um, and I think yeah. she's trying to be a little more like, down to earth and relatable interesting but, but yeah anyhow we've we've gone <laughs> off track in many directions i know, I know. Okay, well you put two the two pop two, culture people in a room it's gonna go it's the it's just so exciting when i get to talk to another like pop culture girly because you can just bring up like the nikki blonsky like hotel video if anyone's listening and doesn't know just look it up just look up nikki blonsky hotel and it'll pop up but like you know all these little references you know so it's just like yeah it's like speaking in in secret codes if like people are not in this world right Um, but okay well just to like wrap it up so tyra has been getting wind of the criticism that this show has gotten in recent years because it's just has aged like milk like a glass of milk um and she was the host of dancing with the stars oh you know what she did just have a huge she is back in the news like very very recently uh because of the furries that sat on either side of her at the basketball game (laughs) If it would happen to anyone, it would be Tyra, the most random. Like, she's like sitting there literally pleading for, you know what? That's probably karma for all the girls that were like screaming, crying, like, please don't cut my hair. She's like pleading to security to get them to remove the furries. And they sat there for like an hour. Nobody got rid of them for an hour. The furries were actually those girls who had previously had their head shaved. Yes, as furries <laughs> sent in to torture her. They're like, "It's your turn." Yeah, it's the models coming back for revenge. It's it's yeah. the perfect revenge plot. <laughs> you thought you were gonna turn what? a look courtside? No, you're gonna be have a million photographs with you and the furries. <laughs> oh my god! But, but basically, yeah, she's people have tried to get her to like 
answer for herself or review what what she did, her legacy, her pretty somewhat tarnished legacy, and she just hasn't she hasn't really said much. Like she on a podcast in 2020, she said that she was in a bind because she was started off working as a model who started the show and it aimed to break barriers, but she knew that the industry was limited. So she just she has not really taken accountability, but that's not shocking. Yeah. I do I know that she I just saw something recently where she apologized for something twice. It might have been the race swapping. <laughs> but they literally did that twice in the show. It wasn't oh, yeah. even an isolated thing they had the models do. Nope. They didn't cycle four and then many cycles later, like I think 2015 was the last time they did, they swapped races and people were like, you can't do that. You actually can't do that to people. Yeah. What was, oh, here's something. She apologizes for harsh resurfaced America's Next Top Model clips. Oh, I guess maybe about the the gap. Yeah. And that's, I think... She has made some brief apologies, but it's been in the context of her being probably doing press for Dancing with the Stars and being asked this every single interview and her having to be like, um, yeah, I am sorry. Anyway, like moving along. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think. No, it's, it's genuine. No, but I did take a quick. Uh, I did take a quick little peek at her Instagram just now. It's, you know, she's. She's not thriving. Oh. She is existing. She's reaping I don't some karma. Perhaps. Maybe. I, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we talked a little bit about how, like, was she ever really, like, a top model to begin with? I think it's just kind of, like, at the point where, like, the relevancy that already might not really have been there has kind of faded. It is hard to, to get older in the business, but... At the same time, like she's hitched her wagon to the smizing train and no one's really yeah. smizing was not really what she wanted it to be. It was just something she really pushed hard. In it's so seasons. true. It's kind of it's still in her Instagram bio. Yeah. Kind of her, and you she know tried what? to make it her main thing. <laughs> like it's like Paris with the sliving. It's like, yeah, I kind of, but it's you're it's a little forced. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I I just recently had headshots taken, and uh, the photographer actually literally taught me how to do it. <laughs> Not even <laughs> she he taught me how to do it though, and it is quite literally just raising the lower lids of your eyes. It, it's not a full squint; it's just the lower lids. And if you practice it, yeah, exactly, you're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it does it kind of gives you a little bit of like he was showing me um pictures of how it kind of adds a little bit of like a layer of okay. confidence to your facial experience Ooh. but like for the the fact that it boils down to just squinting and tyra's got this whole thing about it's hard and it's this like it's yeah it's, she, it's, she brought out what well, i stopped watching actually when it was this season where she had them, the first challenge was she had them do a smize off and she had them in turtlenecks <laughs> pulled up over their face and she had a smize meter and they had to like raise this dial over the, into the red zone of the smize meter And I was like, okay, I've had enough of this show now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Plus. <laughs> That's jumping the shark a little bit fully. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. She tried. Um, Hannah, this has been so fun. Like my face hurts from laughing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can watch on TikTok. Yeah. So I hate this part of every podcast I do because I'm like, I really need to change my handles so that they're easier for people to find. It's going to be all linked down below. It's all be it'll all be linked in the show notes. So everyone just go to the episode description, click the links. But perfect. Yes. On uh, TikTok, I'm at Unlucky Pickle. And then on Instagram, I'm at Hannah L. Newman. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you so much. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.